Welcome back to the Light Up Your Life podcast with your host, Samantha. And I'm Alexa, and we're here to light up your life. Today, we have an extraordinary guest. Her name is Crystal Chow. She's an entrepreneur. She's an investor and a mother. She manages diverse businesses. She mentors entrepreneurs, and she also serves as a financial officer at the nonprofit she co-founded called The Love Tower. So we could not be happier to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. I'll jump into with our first question. So we that you were extremely ambitious from an early age. So I know that you did, you started college while you're still finishing up high school and you had a full-time job. So can you tell us at what moment um, it was that you decided that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Um. I couldn't name a specific moment, but I know from the time that I was a little girl, my dad had always been an entrepreneur. So he owned him and my mom owned a restaurant, right? And he owned an auto shop specializing in Mercedes and he did loans and he did real estate. So I just watched him do all the things. And so I think that when you're brought up around that, it it kind of becomes just the way of being, right? Um, so I would say that I, I wasn't necessarily sure, but it kind of seems like from childhood, I was almost like headed in that direction. Um, and uh, I just started to happen, I guess, as I got older. Yeah, that's amazing that you were able to see that and they instilled that at such a young age. And I know right now that you do coach a lot of entrepreneurs, you built up a very successful business. So for our listeners, if they're trying to start a business or they're interested, what advice would you have for them? I would say just to start, um, you're never going to know everything at all times. And I feel strongly that imperfection is perfection because you really get to know yourself and you start to understand like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I like? What do I not like? You know, if you sit and you think and you try to strategize and you try to gain all the knowledge all at once before you start, you're never going to start because you're just going to be paralyzed. So be excited and just, you know, lock arms with someone who knows what they're doing or can kind of show you the way and just go. Yeah, I love that point where, you know, lock arms with someone. I know when I started my business in the beauty industry, it was tough because it's something that I've never done before. But like you said, if you have someone that's with you, that's rooting you on and you're, you know, doing it together, it definitely does make a huge difference. I did want to go to back to the point that you mentioned um, how you grew up with sort of having this guidance, becoming an entrepreneur was something that was instilled in you from such a young age because you were able to see your father. So I think um, Samantha and I did not have those mentors for different reasons. But for our listeners who do not have mentors in their life, what would be your recommendation of things that they can do or resources that they can um, try to follow to, to, to be able to build the confidence to be able to start something like that? I feel like there's so many resources out there nowadays. There's social media, right? Like the University of YouTube is amazing. And if they have (laughs) friends or people that are joining them along for this ride, they can lean on them for support. Like if there's been someone that has seen success in a certain industry and that's where you're trying to go, then follow them. What are they doing? What are they saying, right? And like always remain a student and be very coachable because sometimes 
Um, when you go into something, if you don't have an open mind and you're not coachable, nothing's going to get through and you're going to have a really hard time trying to break through these barriers, right? So um, keeping an open mind and um, just looking, right? There's so many resources out there, but if you don't look, you're not going to find it. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know, obviously, being an entrepreneur and talking to other people that are hesitant, a lot of them have excuses, right? And it's a lot of the same excuses. They don't have enough time. They don't have the finances. Uh, they just don't have the skill set. So what would be your advice for them? It's hard to say. Um, I guess I'm a little bit tough on this one, just because like, you know, excuses are a dime a dozen but so are your reasons for why you want to do something. You know, if you really want to do it, you're going to do it. And so I believe that we are kind of in, in one of my businesses, we're in the same industry, right? And so when I first started, I heard a lot of like, I don't have time, you know, like I have kids, I have a job, I have, you know, there's all the things. And I was just like, you know, in my mind, I was just like, look, like I started in this industry, not knowing what I got into. Um, I just knew that it was health and wellness and I wanted to feel better. And at the time I was running four businesses. I just bought my second house and finished remodeling it. And I had two small kids and I found nooks and crannies in my day, like, like just to be able to build the business, you know, and I think that, you know, when people are giving a lot of excuses, like, you know, you can try to sit there and you can say, oh, maybe like in this time or in this pocket of time, you can do it. But if there's just so much pushback, um, I've learned not to drag people across the finish line and to work with people that actually want it. Because when you work with people that actually want it and are ready, um, you're going to go a lot further, a lot faster. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like a lot of times people need to use their excuses as their motivation, right? Using your why and your kids as not an excuse, but as something that's going to lift you forward. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's like, your kids are everything to you, right? Like, I, I don't know if you I don't think you guys have kids or not. But like, uh, you do? Oh, okay, how many? I just have one, one girl. Oh, so sweet. And it's like, so, you know, you want to be that example for your kids, whether it's a girl or it's a boy, you want to be that example that's like, look, I can do this. And if I can do this, you can do this, right? Because kids are always watching you. Like they're not going to listen to what you say. They're going to watch what you do and they're going to follow. And so if you really have this picture in mind for your kids not to have to struggle as they get older, then you have to be that example and show them like, what a strong woman looks like, you know, and you can still be nurturing, you can still take care of them, you can still do all the things. And I think that's one of the greatest things about being a woman is we are programmed to multitask, right at all times, and we can do anything and everything we set our mind to but it's just like, why do you want to do what you do? Why do you get up every day? You know, like your excuse could also be your reason for why you want to be successful. Um, so yeah, like you can't motivate people, you know, like you really can't. And, and when you are like, you know, try to motivate them every single day, like it really takes a lot of energy from you because you spend more time motivating someone to want to do what you feel like they can be so successful in, as opposed to like running with someone. It's so different when you run with someone it's like you can just take off so fast 
I love everything you said about um, just being a mom and being able to multitask as well as just being an example there for your kids. Um, and, and myself, I, I do struggle sometimes where I feel like my plate is so full where I'm dropping dropping the ball somewhere. Either is I'm not the best mom or I'm not doing as well as I should be in some of the other things that I'm doing as part of my work. So how would you um, how, how do you manage your plate? How do you would you what would be your recommendation for that? Um, have grace like have grace for yourself. You know, I think as women, we, we are so harsh on ourselves. Like we are our own worst critics, right? Like someone may see you and they're just like, Oh my goodness, you're doing all these amazing things. And you know, I, I love hearing from you. And in the back of your mind, you're still like, no, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Like we're so hard on ourselves, but the moment we start to really embrace ourselves and just know that we're doing the best we can with what we have, like just having grace and compassion for ourselves. I think that's been one of like, uh, the things that I'm still learning, right? Because I'm such like a, a overachiever sometimes and I'm so hard on myself, but it's because how hard I've been on myself, which is how I've been able to accomplish a lot. But also I recognize in my later years that if I had more grace and compassion for myself, like it would have made the ride easier, you know, like I would have still been able to have done all the things with just a lot more ease and a lot more love for myself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more that you really do have to give yourself grace and you have to know that you're exactly where you should be. And so as a mom, how do you teach that to your daughters? You be it. <laughs> That's so true. You just be it, you know, um, I do my best not to have any negative self-talk, you know, in front of them. And so if I do something, I'm just like, oh, you know, like I'm so proud of myself today. Like I learned a new skill or I did something really exciting and um, I had fun. So speaking positively about yourself in front of them or in front of anyone shows people like, hey, like it's okay to speak positively about yourself. It's okay to be your best cheerleader. Like you, you have to, and that's how you influence them is just by being right. Um, one of the reasons why I also love being an entrepreneur, right? Like I'm able to be with my children and to be present and to spend time with them and they get to see me do what I do. They get to be here with me doing what I do. So they're going to see that it is possible to be a woman, to be home, to be ha like to have flexible hours and to be able to do what you love um, with the people that you love. So you grew up and you saw your father and your parents run their, you know, their own business. And so now your daughters are being able to see you do what you love and you incorporate everything. I think that's so amazing. And so how do you plan your schedule? Do you look at it the night before? How do you how do you balance your time with your family, being an entrepreneur, starting a nonprofit? Um, so first and foremost, I would start with the finances, right? And um finances to me is something that I grew up with just because uh growing up we went through some tough times. Like there was really good times until there wasn't, right? Um my parents went through bankruptcy and foreclosure. We had our primary home um, short sold, you know, taken away from the bank, really. So um, there were a lot of really tough financial times. So growing up, it was always we were in survival mode, right? So I think that like one of the most important 
pieces, the foundation is your personal finance, because when you have your personal finances in line, then you're not in survival mode. And when you're not in survival mode, you can think more clearly and you can work with more ease. And so I would say um, having your finances down is like my number one. Um, and then next is time management, right? Um, if you can manage your time and time block, then you know, okay, from this time to this time, it's me time. Like I'm going to go to yoga, I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to take time to self-care. And then you time block for your family, right? So once a week, we have family days. And that family day is like, we are off our phones. There's no calls. There's no, there's nothing, right? It's just us and the kids, my boyfriend and um, our three kids. And so time blocking is essential because when I was first starting to like really build, it was like, oh, well, I'll have more time once I make this much money from working this much, and then we can spend the time. But when you do that, in a blink of an eye, all this time has passed you by and you didn't do anything for yourself. You didn't do anything for your kids. And it's just not a way to live with so many regrets of not having those moments because why you do these things as an entrepreneur or like as a woman or as a mom, you know, um, it's because that time freedom and wanting to be with them and having that like present moment with them. So um, time management is, is huge, right? Like time blocking, when is work, when is family, when is you time? Um, so I would say those are probably like my two top things. Um, and also the self-care, right? Within the time management comes the self-care. And why do we as women learn about loving ourselves and self-care like so much later in our lives after we've been like, you know, traumatized or like just heartbroken? Um, I, I have no idea, but um, learning to take care of yourself and really like, what do I want to do today? Like you cannot pour from an empty cup, you know? So when you take care of yourself, you take care of others so much better. And that's how women are. We're, we're nurturers. Like we, we love to love. We love to take care of people. We love to nurture people. We love to see people grow and we love to be able to help them when and where we can. Right. So I would say um, self-care is, is so important and blocking that time off for yourself within your schedule is just as important as blocking time off for your family and for your business. So those are probably like two of my tops, <laughs> three, I guess. So wealth, uh, time, and then self-care. Yeah, it is absolutely imperative that you take care of yourself. I mean, you, like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup if you don't take care of your health and your well-being. Um, everything else is just going to fall apart anyway. So it's so important that you take of your take care of your mental health and, and your physical health. And I know you're uh, very much into health and wellness. Um, is there anything in terms of a routine that you do daily? Um, so I would say I am not as consistent with having a wake up time, right? Like I would love to wake up at 5am. Like I'm not going to lie, would love to, because when I do that, I notice I have more time in the day, but I just, I wake up maybe 6.30, maybe 7. I'll work my, my way to 5am one day here and there. I'll do it. Um, but I wake up. I take my vitamins, I get up, I get myself ready. And I usually have my clothes and everything ready the night before because in the mornings, I have to take the kids to school and it can just be a mess if you don't have yourself ready. So 
taking that extra like 30 minutes just to have my stuff ready and to pour into myself first really helps me. Um, and then I pretty much go about my day. Yeah, no, I love that. And I kind of want to go back to the point where you made um, talking about having your finances in order. So yeah. have a lot less stress. So if because they don't really teach anything about finance in high school, you have to learn it on your own, how to manage your money. So what advice would you give our listeners if they're, you know, 18, they're in their early 20s to do to set them up for success so they don't have to live in that scarcity or lack of abundant mindset? I would say to actually pay attention to what's coming in and what's going out. So when I was 16 and I had my first job, my mom was like, okay, so this is how much is coming in and this is how much is going to go out. So I started I started paying rent and utilities and gas and my car registration, all of that when I was 16. Legally, was I like, uh, did I have to? No, but I wanted to, right? I wanted to be responsible for my expenses. And so I would say, look at what's coming in. Like, what are your paychecks looking like, right? And then what are your expenses? And then if you're in a place where you know you need to save, then you have to start separating what is my wants versus my needs. What is a want? Like, I need a roof over my head. I need food. I need transportation to get to work, right? There are certain things that are like needs, right? That's a need. Sorry, that's a need. And then what are your wants? Like, oh, well, I want this and I want that. Like, is it going to contribute to anything survival wise? Not really. Okay, then, you know, you're going to have to kind of put that in the back burner and make a decision on where you want to be financially in the next one year, two years, three years. And once you actually like sit down and put it on paper, um, it makes a huge difference. Um, and so I started out with like a pen and a paper and just being very honest with myself. And you can't be honest with yourself and you can't like you can't manage what you can't measure. So you have to actually start measuring what's in, what's out, what's wants, what's needs. Um, and, and you got to start saving, you know. Mm -hmm. And would you advise them to pay themselves first? I know for me, that's helped me tremendously, even if it's when I was 16 years old, putting $20 in my savings account just to, you know, as you get older, you're obviously going to be able to save more, but it puts you in that routine and that mindset that I come first, even before my bills. Yes, I think that's important. That's very important. Um, I think that the way I did it may have been like a non-traditional route where it was just like, I only had 50, I only took 50% of my paychecks to go towards my needs and then my wants. And then everything else was saved for taxes and savings and investments. So savings is equally just as important as the things that you need. But I think that in those days, it was really like survival mode you know, like make sure my expenses are covered. And then what do I have left? Okay, now whatever I have left can go into savings. And if I want something, okay, well, do I deserve it? Or can I wait? Or can I save up for a couple more months and then just take a little percentage from it, you know, from the savings in order to, to, to reward myself. Um, but yes, definitely savings is so important. And I would say at least have three to six months of your monthly expenses saved up. And if you want to even, if you want to be even safer, six to 12 months. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that. And I do want to switch to a different topic or still entrepreneurship, uh, but I wanted to ask from your perspective, being a female business owner, do you think there's a difference between being male or female or what has that experience been like for you? 
There's definitely a huge difference. I mean, people see women and maybe it's not everyone, but they don't see you as the entrepreneur or the business owner. They see, oh, is your husband in the picture? Is your boyfriend in the picture? Do you have a male partner in the picture? And so um, it's always happened to me. And I've been in entrepreneurship for over 10 years now, um, 10 plus years. So anytime I'm like, oh yeah, I own this business and I own that business or I have this and that. And, and it's just like, oh, like with your husband, like with your boyfriend, with uh, a, a partner, like a male. And it's just like, uh, yeah, it's, there's still like, it's still hard for people to actually believe that a woman can bankroll her own business and run it, you know? And um, it's, it's, there's a huge difference. I think that there should be more women entrepreneurs that come together and actually like, you know, are able to talk about like the ups and the downs. Um, so yeah, I do believe there's a huge difference. I see it all the time, you know, like when I go into um, one of my businesses and my partner introduces me to like, you know, the customer or, you know, one of his friends that's dropping by and he's like, oh, this is like my partner. And they're just like, oh, your partner? Like they look at me like, oh, like, what do you, what do you do? Or like, what's your skill set? And um, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. I don't let it bother me. And I kind of just keep going and doing what I do. So what is your response to something, someone who says that? Um, I kind of just like smile and nod my head. <laughs> because I mean, there's no point for me to like go there and just be like, here's my resume of all the businesses that I've started and bankrolled and operated and sold. And here's my like portfolio, because it's like, I'm not trying to prove myself to people. Like I did this for myself, for my family to be able to have freedom, to have options. If my mom ever needed anything, I would be able to give it to her with a, without like, you know, hurting my own um, flat family, like, you know? And so the reasons why I do this is not for other people to be like, oh, wow, like you did this and you did that. Like it was always for my family and for myself and to have options and freedom. Um, but, you know, it's funny that you uh, mentioned that because literally the other day, like I was um, I was in my yoga class and then um, I was just talking to someone and 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 we were just talking about business and he was talking about how he was going to buy a business. And so I was just talking to him a little bit about it. And he's like, oh, wow, like you own businesses and you've bought businesses before. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like for the last 10 years, I have actually. Um, and he's just like, oh, I would have thought you were a dental assistant or something. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I just shook my head and smiled and nodded. And he was just like, you're very unassuming. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to unwrap so much what you said there, but I think it's so amazing that you are doing it for yourself and you don't have to seek outside validation for anything. So I think that just shows how confident you are and, you know, the vision that you have, it's for you, it's for your family to better their life. And I will say it is pretty interesting when you get those comments, but it also shows the reflection of that person because they can't see that within themselves. So they have to question people who have done it. But I think you standing your power, knowing you did it, knowing who you are, that only can inspire those people to want to become that. So I think that's incredible that you, you were able to do all of that. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's been a wild ride. Um, and, um, it's, uh, 
It's not easy. I mean, as you guys know, like you guys are doing this podcast and you guys are probably doing so many things in like the beauty industry and making a lot of noise and, and a name for yourselves. Right. And so um, it, there's a lot of ups and downs. And like, I think sometimes people just see like what they see, they just see like the good parts of everything, but they don't hear about the struggles. They don't see all the times when you've had to like pick yourself up and just be like, okay, like it's get your big girl pants on, like time to go, you know? True. And I think a lot more people are being more vulnerable and talking about their low points because it is relatable, but you're right. A lot of times in social media, it's just that highlight reel and people don't really understand the work that goes behind it, the late nights, the tears and all of that, but it really does build your character and it creates who you are. So I, I love that. I think that's so important. And yeah. so we wanted to, so you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you run businesses, you're an advisor, you're also a speaker. I saw you, I saw you speak at the Risk on 360 event and you also have a co you co-founded a nonprofit called the Love Tower. So what really inspired and ignited your passion for wanting to start a nonprofit and what is it all about? So I would say that um, since I was young, I've always wanted to be able to give back, right? Because how can you give back something bigger than yourself and make like a really huge impact or change in the world, right? Like, I guess I'm one of those people that truly believe that, you know, humanity and everyone, we have so much love in our hearts and so much to give. And we always want to give and do the best that we can. And so it actually started around the pandemic time, Um, a group of it was actually like a group of strangers, right? Like I think only a few of us really knew each other, but we were a group of strangers. We just somehow managed to find each other through different networks or events. And we came together and we just had this talk and we were just like, you know, like, wow, like this, the world is going through so much division right now, but what it really needs is to come together, like to love one another. And so we were like, how can we create some type of change or impact in the world where people just come back into their hearts and just really love each other and love themselves? And so um, we were like, you know what? We're gonna build a huge monument and we're gonna build like this great big, huge monument and it's going to just symbolize love, right? Like it's gonna be called the Love Tower at a Shaw. And we're going to build this beautiful monument where anyone and everyone from any background, any country, any religion just can come to and you can just feel the love from just being there. And we're going to have programs on, you know, meditation, kindness, compassion, um, just music, art. And so um, it's just been a few years and it's just been growing and growing and uh, people have been wanting to come in and we've been just, um, you know, we have had a few events. We had an event um we had an event a few years ago um, over in, uh, I think, Beverly Hills area. And then we had an event in Arizona and Scottsdale. We had an activation. And now we're going to have an event probably somewhere in California, either L.A. County, Orange County. And it's going to be called Love Rising. And we're going to get about 3,000 people and just have this music festival and have like speakers come. And it's just going to be a really beautiful, like mindful, conscious event where we're just like, you know, the world needs more love and kindness and compassion. But that starts with all of us. You know, we don't have to be someone 
super famous or super rich or super powerful, like the collective of everyone can just really make a change and a difference in the world. So that's something um, that's something that my friends and I have been working on. And I'm super excited. Um, that's yeah. So that's just one of the things. I love that. And I could just see how much passion you have when you talk about it. And I want to really highlight the point where you said, you know, it starts with every single one of us. And when you have that vision and you have that group, you're able to make a huge impact. And it's something so much bigger than yourself. And you're going to be leaving this legacy behind and it's for the positive. And I think there's so much negativity going on in the world right now. So for you to come together and you can have this event and inspire other people, I think it's such a beautiful thing. So we're really happy that you're doing that. It's it's very inspiring and empowering. I was going to say the same thing. When you talked about your nonprofit, I mean, you can just see the light radiating and so much passion in your voice. So it is amazing what you're doing. Uh, we couldn't be happier for you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So kind of to wrap this up, what would you say if you had one wish, what would it be? I would wish um, that everyone could love and be loved. That's it. Beautiful. I love that. That's amazing. We know that you have your love. It's called Love Rising, right? Your, your yes. event. So yes. Our listeners, do you have a website? I know you have an Instagram where they, they can find out more about the event if they want to attend and just to be able to connect with you because you're doing really incredible things. Yes. So um, the nonprofit is called The Love Tower out of Shaw. Our website is um, The Love Tower and you can look up the events to get more information on it. Um, and recently, um, if people want to learn more about like entrepreneurship, personal finances or anything like that. My boyfriend and I, um, crazy as we are, we just started a community platform and where entrepreneurs, business owners, and people working on their personal brands can join and get mentorship, self-study courses, and just have a community of support where people are like, okay, what are you trying to do? Or what's your business going through? And what can we help you with? Right. And so for literally less than a dollar a day, <laughs> that's what we're going in at we're going to just do our best to like help support as many people as possible because we get a lot of like dms and emails and calls and texts and we're like constantly like helping people in their business like giving advice and we're like you know we kind of can't keep up doing this you know what i mean and so like how how can we help the most amount of people but at the same time it's kind of like we're just giving advice and like everyone can see it everyone can get help and everyone can give each other feedback all across different industries right so we're also starting this community platform for everyone um and i think that this is one new exciting business venture that we're starting to do and we're um we're really excited for it. So that you could find um, in my bio. Uh, my Instagram is at love crystal chow. And so uh, that's just another thing. So. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. And you're a perfect example of, you know, inspiring people to say you're doing so many things. You're multitasking. You're a mom. You're an entrepreneur, you're helping people with their businesses, you're a speaker, you started a nonprofit, so you can do it all and you can love what you're doing and you can be in the moment and also be able to balance your time. So you're a perfect example of all of that. So thank you so much for being on the show. We loved having you. 
Thank you so much. 